one one. how I know I was having fun. A little too much fun. <laughs> like, I say that because I cared that I missed it, but I didn't care because I was having the time of my life regardless. Like that, usually when you miss it, you up text for all my single people out there. Um, It's a look of regret, shame. You look at yourself differently, like you fucking idiot. <laughs> what were you doing? Why couldn't you respond to the text? When I missed the opportunity to put a baddie through the mattress in hotel AC, <laughs> and I still have an understanding of like myself, like, all right, I understand why you missed it. It's a good trip. That means life is good. So I, I couldn't complain. Like, it's crazy. The whole trip's crazy. It's one of those episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to have a... Uh, DreamCon recap, let you know what, what I was up to. And then you know what the second half is. Don't play stupid. We're going to get to that real soon. We, we, I'm building it up, just letting it simmer, letting it cook like a good soul food Sunday. We're going to get to the second half. I'm going to act the ass, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but DreamCon, DreamCon was love. You now tuned into the Peakness Podcast. This is Benny D. Greenheart. Q, sound the chant of champions. Peakness. Oh, yeah, we on that. Peakness. We, re- we really, really Peakness. on that. Benny D. Greenheart. Q, D, cold-blooded, nigga. <laughs> Talk to him. <laughs> the surfer on the boards. We just doing what we do in the Peakness podcast. No, let me apologize for last episode. Because we kind of just jumped into things. And I didn't really explain what this podcast would be covering. So, yes, the Peakness podcast does cover anime. But we will also do, like, film, movies, and TV shows, and anything with nerd culture. Even if we talk about current events, it will have, like, a nerd culture spin to it. So, everything is just going to be in that vein. I mean, in that realm. And we're going to have fun. So I, I kind of left that out last episode. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure people thought it was going to be a strictly anime. Now, it may be 80% anime and manga, but we're going to cover some other topics too. But let's talk about DreamCon. We're going to get straight into it. This is what my fourth or fifth time at Austin. Q knows how how crazy these Austin streets can get. 
um, I had my first, like, I had my first edible in Austin. Contemplated that being my last. <laughs> that didn't end well. <laughs> Sixth Street was like, yeah. Sixth Street now is full of crackheads. <laughs> like, back, the times we went to Austin was South by Southwest. The biggest... The glory days. Yeah, one of the biggest music festivals in the country, in the world, really. And so we didn't really see the true Austin. Like, we saw people from all over the country coming to 6th Street. <laughs> Musicians of all types, business people, all that shit. And so we were... I was kind of deceived. Yeah. But then when I, when I went down for DreamCon... And I went to 6th Street. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Zombies. Zombies everywhere. That's how I looked off that edible on 6th Street. That's what it reminded me of. Like, that was me on 6th Street when I ate that whole edible cookie and just wandered around 6th Street like I was from there, like it was my home. What a time. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> what a fucking time that was. That was, that, was a, that was glorious, even though I was scared of shit. I ran from white people. Like... All right, let me break this down to the audience. Okay, so we were at South by Southwest. I'm at this show with Mick Jenkins and I believe it was Gold Link. Um, this was before they were, you know, before um, the big crew song and stuff like that. Gold Link was pretty new. Mick Jenkins was new too. So we're standing in line to get into this event. And this dude comes up, he's like, yo, I got edibles for sale. I'm like, yo, let me get one of those because I never had one. Now, this is a Taco Bell sponsored event. Taco Bell is mid, but that's neither here or there. It's a Taco Bell sponsored event. So they're giving out free tacos and like these vodka-like drinks. So I go in there and these, these drinks are free, no cost. So me and my boy Kev, we walk in there. I don't think Kev, I think Kev took a drink. I think I took two of them bitches. D drank them pretty quick. And then I think I had another drink after that. Mind you, this is free. So I'm getting my money's worth. Like, fuck it. I'm about to get fucked up for free. And after the third drink, I'm one of those people, when I drink alcohol, I get hungry. When I get hungry, I'm eating whatever. So I had the cookie in my book bag. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got that cookie from old boy. And um, I start eating it. I ate a piece of it. At first, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is an edible. Let me just eat a piece. I should be okay. I'm one of those people where I'm watching something. It's like you eating a bag of chips. You open it. You're like, oh, shit, I ate half the fucking bag. I didn't mean to eat the fucking half the bag. I ate the whole fucking cookie without paying attention. I just kept eating it because the cookie was fucking delicious. I couldn't even taste the THC in it. <laughs> couldn't taste the weed. Like, so it tasted like a fire-ass chocolate chip cookie. And I made it through the whole show. Once it got to the point at the end of Goldling's performance, I was like, oh, shit, this isn't good. Like, the room wasn't spinning. It was just like everything started moving in, like, slow motion. And then I immediately, all the all the weed symptoms you can think of, you know, uh, cotton mouth, 
all that shit. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm high. <laughs> the, the high <laughs> took over the, the drunkness. So I'm drunk, too. So, like, it's mixing together, and it's just beating my ass. So I get back out to 6th Street. I sit on, like, this little, like, concrete bench or some shit. And I'm just like, yo, just get yourself together, drink some water, and just get it together. I don't know how the fuck I made it to the recess arcade bar, but I got there. And I seen Q, rest of my comrades. I was like, yeah, man, where's the van? This <laughs> is like, my night's over, guys. Like, it's, it had to be like 11 p.m. at that time. I'm like, my night's done, guys. Let me just get to the van. I don't know how the fuck I found that van. I have dope. The weed. The weed knows, man. Yeah. It was the weed. The weed guided me to this van. I had no, I, I didn't remember where we parked, but somehow I got there. So I get in the parking garage, right? And these, this group of white dudes were coming out of the garage in a car. And he was like, hey, man, are you, uh, are you leaving? Because I guess they was looking for like a parking spot. I didn't answer him. I just ran. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just ran. <laughs> I ran to the van. And hopped in the backseat and just call, curled up in a little ball. And just, <laughs> uh, oh my God, I hope the KKK don't find me. Like, it just laid back there. I was so paranoid, dog. I was like, and it was the most harmless looking white dude. I'm talking about curly hair. Looked like his name was probably Landon or some shit. <laughs> like, could do no harm. I, I could have beat all four of their ass by myself, even if they had weapons. I still like my chances. Like, they were just some young white kids trying to be at South by Southwest. But yeah, that was, that was my awesome experience. So, fast, we had DreamCon. Matter of fact, let me just take you through day by day, because that's going to be easier. Okay, so I get there Thursday. Thanks to Q. Q came through for me in the clutch. <laughs> Dropped me off at the airport. Everything was great. All right, so I get on my flight, right? The flight attendants were like those... Usually when you get, like, flight attendants, you get some that are just very stoic. And then you get some that are very, like, talkative and, like, fun. I don't care either way. But apparently we got the fun ones. So our plane kind of took off late. I, I, I don't even know what was happening. But um, the past, the, the past time, they start doing, like, relay races with toilet tissue. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, like, so, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? I was having the time of my life, though. My side won. <laughs> <laughs> but then once we get in the air, right, I'm like, all right, let me, let me start drinking. So I usually get, like, a drink if they do have them on board. I usually get, like, a vodka or some rum, something like that. So I get, like, two vodkas and um, some orange juice. And... Drinking them, thinking I'm about to pay for them and everything. Flight is like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. I was like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay, my trip's off to an amazing start right now. I'm like, all right, we, we're, we're batting a 1,000 right now. We are good. So I'm like, I, I like to think it's because I was handsome. She's like, oh, he's handsome. Drinks on, drinks on the house. Cool. So I land in Austin finally, right? I'm going to the spot where to, like, get my Uber or Lyft or whatever. So I can get to my hotel. I'm waiting for my my Uber with like these group of girls. They they all white girls. 
all white girls look the same to me, so I call all of them Mary Jo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a group of Mary Joes, and apparently one of them were getting married, so they were in Austin for a bachelorette party. Austin's a pretty interesting city to pick for a bachelorette party, but I didn't judge. So just making small talk and everything, they start talking to me, and one of them gave me three buzz balls. These little drinks. She had, her luggage was full of buzz balls. I don't even think she packed draws. It was just nothing but liquor in this suitcase. <laughs> and she gave me three of them. She gave me two, like, strawberry ones and, like, a green one. And I was like, oh, bet. Like, again, being handsome pays. I'm going to chalk that up to being handsome again. I'm, I'm getting free <laughs> liquor on the plane. When I get off the plane, I'm like, yo, everything is going nice. So then my my Uber like either canceled or something, probably discriminating. Saw I was black somehow. <laughs> it's it got canceled somehow. I ain't tripped, but this this dude, this uh this Puerto Rican dude pulls up. His name was Manuel. He he pulls up in the Uber like, hey, my guy just canceled. Do you need a ride? Where do you need to go? And I was like, oh, hotel, uh, the courtyard hill. He's like, oh, downtown? Hop in. I'm like, bet. So we talking and everything. We talking about soccer. I don't know shit about soccer. I'm just pretending I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I love Messi. He's great. He's the greatest. That's all I know about soccer. Messi and Ronaldo. You can't go wrong talking about those two. So I'm just entertaining it, whatever. He started talking about LeBron James. All right, finally, some shit I know. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> so get to the hotel. He said, you know what, man? It's usually 30, 15. Just give me 15. Say less. Clap it up for Manuel. Clap it up for Manuel. A saint. A fucking saint. I told him I was part-time Puerto Rican. I think that's why he <laughs> gave me the discount. So my dream con is off to a superb start. I got liquor. My Uber was half off. Check. It's quick. That was the fastest I got from the airport to my room, I think, in any trip I've ever been on. It had to be in like 20 minutes. It was amazing. I, I was shocked when I got to the front desk of the hotel. Seamless. Here's your keys, Miss, Mr. Benny. You're good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. So get to my hotel room. It's nice. Nice king-size bed. AC's blowing fiercely. I'm like, oh, my God, the sleep in here is about to be immaculate. So I'm like, all right, where do I start? So the first thing I do is go get my badge at DreamCon. I walk up the street, because DreamCon was literally around the corner from my hotel. Walk up the street, buckle right. I see a line outside. Mind you, it is like 101 degrees at this point. Like, Texas is scorching right now. And I start thinking to myself, oh, hell no, nah, man. I'm not about to wait outside for this. But I ain't got no choice. So let me just get my badge and get back to some AC. I, go, I hop in line. It don't take long. Thank God. It took me about maybe like five to eight minutes to get in, inside because it was in the building. The line started in the building and bled all the way outside. Finally get into the building, some AC. I'm like, all right, cool. It took me probably about, I want to say, 30 minutes to get my badge because that's when every that was... That's when it was the most crowded, the first day to get them. So I finally get my badge. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm set. I f I'm thinking I'm about to roam around Austin 
do some shit. It's too hot for all that, fam. I was like, nah, fam, I got to go back to the AC and just chill. And then once it hits that 8 o'clock, 9 p.m., I'm outside. So I ran into Ken and uh, my homie Ken, ran into Rail immediately. So St. Louis, we was linked up already. Um, Talked to them for a second, then I went back to the room, chilled out, drank one of those buzz balls, got some more drink. <laughs> just drinking like yo I'm just waiting Cause all my A lot of my friends Was on this boat party But I didn't wanna go To the boat Because of how hot it was And then I I was afraid That my flight I wouldn't have gotten there In time To the boat Would have been on the lake Already and shit So I'm like y'all And it was That place Was 40 minutes away So I'm like nah man I ain't gonna even make that So I ain't gonna even try Let me just chill Relax And get ready To turn up tonight So that's what ended up happening. Watch some, watch some anime in the uh, room. I think I watched JJK. I think that's what I watched. Yeah, I watched JJK. Got my mind right. Had a little buzz going. And then once it hit nightfall, I'm like, all right, it's time to hit Sixth Street. And um, nah, my homie, uh, my bro Steve, I had Steve uh, linked up with him. He had the Gentleman's Jack. So I'm mixing liquor at this point. <laughs> but I was good though, because that that time with me staying in the hotel, that was smart. Cause if I would have been outside, I would have been drinking, drinking, constantly drinking. Like I was more paced and I was drinking water too while I was in my room. So when Steve hit me up, I'm like, oh man, I'm rejuvenated. The 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 life bars filled back up. Like we can drink whatever. <laughs> so he said, Man, I got the gentleman jack. We about to check in. I thought he was at the boat party, but he didn't go for the same reasons I didn't go. He thought he wasn't gonna make it in time. So I met him at this barbecue spot. The barbecue was mid. I'm not going to lie to you. Texas barbecue is kind of disappointing. Like, I never thought I would say that. Ours is better. Like, real shit. Like, all the barbecue I had down there during those four days, ours is better. KC's is better. Tennessee's is better from what I had. Once I seen a seat, once I seen the restaurant and I seen nothing but Connors inside, I'm like, oh yeah, man. But no, well, hold up. <laughs> I, let me take that back. I'll take that back. White dudes know how to grill. That that's <laughs> one thing that I will give up to them. Like they they know how to fucking grill. But that place, I, I forgot the name of it. Like I could just smell the brisket wasn't cooked right. Like I, I'm like, yo, like my pops is like a a, a wizard at it. I'm like, this ain't, that don't look right. It don't smell right. Nah, this ain't it. And then, you know, white people don't know how to make sides, though. So they, they know how to grill. Bland as hell. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> anyway. But anywho. So we drinking on the Gentleman Jack at uh, Steve Airbnb. Getting ready to go to 6th Street. 6th Street was a movie. Drinks upon drinks. I'm, I'm here to say this. I am, I am starting a movement that it is okay to pour out drinks. If you're not going to drink it and you know you're about to go to the shadow realm if you finished it, pour it out. I agree. Pour it out, fam. Like, no, no more finish that, you're babysitting. <laughs> pour it out, fam. You got nothing to prove. It, nothing to prove. Get rid of it. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. All right, so we... We get it. I don't even know the name of these bars on 6th Street. Don't care. Went into them. DJs playing music or whatever. Um, I run into some, uh, I ran into my homegirl, Nay. 
She had the hookah going on. Nay, I forgive you for the hookah. <laughs> I don't know why you had hookah, but I forgive you. I still love you. Um, I took a shot of Douce with her. That's when I was hurt. That's when I got hurt. I'm like, oh shit, that Douce was Douceing. <laughs> it's like if I do say it myself, if I do say it myself <laughs> it's like, yo, I was I was out of there at that point. So I drink some more after that. Had another shot of something. I can't. It was dark though. It was. I know. I know for a fact. The shot after the douce was dark liquor. Then <laughs> another girl that I knew came in. Nay came, and I'm like, what you drinking? Tequila. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> so she's like, I'm buying. Da 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 da. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Peer pressure. It wasn't even. She, she was just like, yo, here, here you go. She didn't even give me time to answer. My drink, shut up. Here you go. And <laughs> that, that was it. I drank probably half of it. And that's when I made the executive business decision. <laughs> this is going in the trash. I'm sorry, Nate. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I know you're, you're probably disappointed in me, but I made a business decision. It's like, it's like a nigga that sprained his ankle before the playoffs. Oh, no, no, let me... Hey, got, hey, we we got two we we got a two game lead right now. Y'all can, <laughs> game four, I trust y'all, man. I'll be back game five. That's what it was. I had a two game lead at the point. I'm like, yo, the alcohol, the Uber, the quick hotel yep. check in, got my badge. I'm sitting pretty. The last thing I want to do is go to the shadow realm on the first night in Austin. Right. Can't do it. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, my homie, that boy. Died on that boat. <laughs> I was like, yo, so I met, I met my homie Steve, Airbnb or whatever. We drinking the Gentleman's Jack. I'm like, yo, hey, where uh, Rob at? Like, he give us like an ETA when he going to pull up or whatever. Because I told you the place is like 40 minutes away from downtown. Man, Steve just took out his phone, showed me a picture of this man slumped. Slumped on the ground off the liquor. In the words, uh, in our words, sometimes you got <laughs> to die. die. Sometimes you, you got to die. die. Hashtag sometimes you got to die. And we're going to have to add that in there. <laughs> right? Sometimes you got to <laughs> die, man. It happens to the best of us. When I seen them like that, I'm like, oh, not my guy. Now, on the first night, I'm like, oh, man. So I was like, yo, we got a casualty. Usually, if some people are like, all right, I'll throw up and then I'm good. Yeah, I'm throw up, I throw up, get my second win, and I'm back out on the streets. But apparently that that didn't work for that man. He threw up and he was like, yo, he's going back home, <laughs> back to the hotel for that sleep. And I don't blame him, man. But see, that's why you gotta make the business decisions. Mm-hmm. You gotta make those business decisions. Like, hold up. How many drinks have I had? When's the last time I had water? How what are we doing after this? Do I need to stop? Cause we're gonna be drinking at the taco spot. Or this lounge or this club. You gotta. It's like, it's like you're the coach of yourself. Like you're calling the plays. Yeah. You're seeing the field. Like, all right, they keep, oh man, they keep blitzing us from the left side. <laughs> gotta stop the tequila. Gotta stop. <laughs> Leave it alone. Put it down. It's like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna um uh, gonna use our timeouts. We're gonna punt it. It's nothing wrong with punting. Yeah. If you if you pour out your drink, you punt the ball. You punt the to see another day. Niggas don't got faith in their defense. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bars! <laughs> Bars! <laughs> the 
niggas ain't got faith in their defense, son. <laughs> Pour out the drink, fam. Who are you trying to impress? Poon. Me? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. That means I got to carry your ass home. <laughs> I'm glad you made that decision. You got to trust your defense. See? I gave Q a mic for a reason. <laughs> Gems. So, Thursday night was fun. That was the fun night. Because the, the con didn't, didn't start till Friday. So, Friday rolls around. I get up feeling good. Throw on my first cosplay ever in life. I was dressed Rosa Luffy. So, with the sunflower shirt, the, the, the pants that they had, like those blue pants that he usually wore, I didn't like them. I didn't like the feel of them. They, it, it just, they just look goofy. So I left those at the crib, and I just got some, like, I just brought, like, some blue jean shorts. Because Luffy does, like, wear, like, jean shorts and some of, like, these arcs and shit like that, right? So at least they look like it to me. <laughs> like Jabos. Right. <laughs> so throw on my cosplay, had the straw hat and everything, head out. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And, of course, we still in the heat, scorcher. So it was 100 again. I hit that corner, man. I shit you not. Line. Line had to be, if we were counting streets, so like going down the street, so like that street, that street, that street, that street, that shit had to be like five to six streets long. I'm talking, I was like, what the fuck? So I'm panicking. I'm like, yo, it's going to take me probably like two or three hours just to get into this. So I'm walking down the street. I'm contemplating, like, yo, should I go back and just come back at, like, 3 p.m.? Or what? I was like, nah, forget it. I'm going to walk down the street and see what's up. I'm walking, and right in the middle, I see my homie Ken. Ah, St. Louis strikes again. We're good. So I walk up to Ken. (laughs) He wasn't in a good spot in line, but it was better than where I would have been. So we right there. It's hot as hell. I'm seeing people in full cosplay. Some people got on jackets because they committed to the costume. You know what I'm saying? So they committed to it. Dude was Some dude in front of us was dressed like from a, the video game Cyberpunk with that yellow like coat, yellow jacket. Had it on. I'm like, man, I know he baking in there, but I know he musty, bro. I know. you, And it, it ain't your fault. You trying to be committed? Dedication. Yeah, I hope you brought some deodorant for dedication. I hope you brought some, fam. I know. I know you are tart. Underneath that jacket, fam. Like, it's not a good look. And he was a nice dude. Nice nice guy. But I'm like, I know you baking out here. So, I'm thinking we about to be in line for at least an hour and a half, two hours. We was only in line for like 30 minutes. I didn't see, What I didn't see was it was so many people because they was all in like a straight line. I didn't know they had a, a middle door that people was going through too. So, the people that was in front of them was in line for something else. So I don't know what they was. I'm thinking that's everybody trying to get into the same door. And then luckily, I'm like, oh, shit, there's a door right there. We go in that door. I'm like, oh, we got in in 30 minutes. So immediately when I walk in, we see the main stage. We see the main stage. That's where they do, like, the opening ceremonies with, like, RDC and everything. I miss that, like, because that line was ridiculous, just ridiculous. Like, I'm not a line guy. Like, that's the main reason I pay VIP for everything. I want to skip the line. Anything that can prevent me from standing in line. So we go to like the exhibit hall. That's where they sell all the art, merch, basically entrepreneurs of all types. Got their own tables. 
and they selling their stuff. So we was in there for a minute. Um, I seen an artist who did the Nellyville cover with Luffy's face on it. And Ken bought the last one. I was pissed. I was like, yo, I wanted that to frame it because it had it had Luffy with the hat cocked with the band-aid on his. I was like, yo, this is fire. And yeah, the, the artist had he redo he redoes album covers, but with anime characters. So he had the DMX, it's dark and hell is hot with Vegeta on it. The common, um, Finding Forever one. That was he, he did that with one punch man. I'm assuming because he's bald. And then he had another interesting one that was dope too, but he he just does album covers, but he redo them with the anime characters, and he gives it like a a different name. So Nellyville was Luffyville. It's like I'm like that was fire, and Ken bought the last one. I was pissed. I'm like damn man, got my favorite character with a U City album that belongs to me, me. fam. That's me. It should have been me, not him. It's not fair. It's like, I was like damn, but Ken's my homie. I'm glad it went to a St. Louis guy. I'm glad it went to my brother. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at that. Day 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 one of DreamCon was interesting though. Um, cause I had I had went to the One Piece meetup. So that's everybody who's cosplaying One Piece meet up, take pictures together. I took the uh the infamous uh Do Flamingo picture. So dude had his foot on top of my foot. All was missing that we needed a law. Under us, so we could do. But I got a picture of that. That was fire. His Doflamingo was flames. He had the looked like he had the Louis loafers on. He was his his costume was crazy. It was another Doflamingo I took a picture with. His his costume was fire. Then we all like took a big Luffy photo. So all the Luffys came together, <laughs> took a huge photo. All the uh, Laws, Zoros, every character you could think of. It was a uh, this girl was Big Mom. Her. Her cosplay was crazy, like, because her sword, she made it just like her sword, like, drew it and everything. That, that was flames. Like, um, there was a, a Katakuri that was really good. I took a picture with him. I'm like, yo, let me take a picture with my op. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, you beat my ass for 30 straight episodes, fam. Um, his He had the spirit, too, and everything. He he made that spirit. That mug was fire. Uh, it was another one. A dude was Yerouge. He was so excited that I knew who he was because nobody cares about Yerouge for real. Cause he's one of the part of, or he's one of the worst generation that nobody would talk about. He's just a big, I think he's the only black person in one piece besides Kazaru. <laughs> he's just, he just gets big and starts fighting people. But he was like, you're the only person who knew who I was. I'm like, of course, I'm a one piece veteran, fam. Like, yo, I know everybody. Like, I'm not gonna take it as disrespect. <laughs> We just met. You're my guy. So, yeah, he had the Yuru's joint. That was a good meetup. And then Friday was the... I'm trying to think. At the One Piece meetup, I don't think I went to any panels that day because the meetup took all the time. Oh, I went to... uh After the meetup, I went to this ramen spot. And... um. No, no, no. That was day one. I'm tripping. So I did. Yo, hold up. I left that out. The Duce was hidden. Yeah. No, that was. See, Duce was after that. <laughs> the buzz balls was hidden. Okay. So after I got my badge, I went to this ramen spot called, uh, it's like Tatsuya, Ramen Tatsuya, something like that. And I went there and I had sake margaritas. 
when I say, oh my God, those things are dangerous. <laughs> Again, business decisions. Trust your defense. I didn't pour it out. I drank all them things was like $9 a piece. Like I had four of them. So I'm like, yo, this, cause it was like this plum flavor and I don't even mess with plums. Like, well, I do. I like plums, but it didn't taste like plum. It tasted like a little bit sweeter than plums are. And it was like pink. It tasted more like strawberry, like not strawberry, but uh, like a, like this kiwi-ish, like, like a strawberry kiwi mixed with plum. It, it it just tasted super fruity, but you could taste the sake. That mug was hitting. Like, it's hitting me with body blows. But I'm eating ramen at the same time, so the food is kind of just absorbing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the ramen, oh, my God, the ramen was fire. Like, just, I, when I go to, out of town, I ask the people, like, yo, what's the best thing you got here? What do you swear by that I should not leave this place without eating? He told me, yo, get this spicy, uh, this spicy bowl right here of this ramen. And get this uh, this katsu slider. It's like this beef patty on this Hawaiian sweet roll with this like sauce they got. And they eight dollars a piece. Once for one slider is eight dollars. Like, I bought two of them hoes, fam. After I ate one, give me another one, please. Like, I need that. Like, if I lived in Austin, I would be at that ramen spot almost every week. Like, I would be the size of. Gear four tank man fam, like <laughs> like yo like nah can't do it. But anyway, back to Friday. I had to t- I had to plug that ramen spot. That ramen spot was crazy. That and then I went back to my room and made that business decision. Like yo, no more no more sake margaritas. Let's let's go wash this out. <laughs> let's go in, get a shower, chill out, get some water, gradually drink the buzz balls, <laughs> watch some anime, and then get back outside. So. So Friday, back to Friday. So Friday, after the One Piece meetup, I think that's when I went back to my hotel and I was getting ready for like this grown and sexy party that was around the corner. Everything was in close proximity, so that's that was cool. So getting ready for this party or whatever, I got silk on my body. I got an anklet on. I'm feeling like a god right at this moment. Like, yo, I'm smelling like lemongrass. I can't be beat tonight. Get to the party. I get to, I get in the party half off thanks to uh, this girl named Adriana. She hooked me up. I get in half off so I ain't have to pay $40. Got up in there. I was disappointed. <sighs> Very disappointed. Um, where do I start with this party? Let's start with the drinks. So... As anyone that ran into me at DreamCon, they would have noticed that I always had two drinks in my hand. Always. I have two drinks in my hands, so I don't have to shake hands with none of these niggas. That is my, <laughs> the only reason why I got two drinks in my hand. So I go straight to the bar, get two drinks. This shit is watered down, fam. I'm talking about it tastes like pure ice water. I just asked for a Tito's. And cranberry or Tito's and lemonade, whatever you got, gave me. T- he gave me one Tito's and lemonade, and gave the other one uh, Tito's and cranberry. Both of them watered down, like soup water. Twenty five dollars, fam. Ah, fuck. Twenty five dollars. Disappointing. I'm, I'm like, yo. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to chug this shit, 
Because I'm trying, yo, where's the liquor? Like, I'm trying to get to the liquor or whatever. Can't taste it. Don't feel nothing. I'm like, oh, my God. Once you take an L in the drinks, the night just goes downhill from that point. So I'm like, whatever. Then in, in, the, in the front of this lounge or club we at, actually, it was a bar. It was a bar. This bar we at, it's musty. So musty, fam. I'm like, yo. Remember that episode where SpongeBob didn't know his breath stank? And he melted Patrick's eyebrows when he <laughs> spoke in his face? That's how I felt, dog. And it was um, it was so many baddies in there for oh my God. Like the 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 women ratio was incredible. But I'm I'm down by two touchdowns right now. Like the drinks suck and it's musty. But there was a field goal, actually not even a field goal. <laughs> It was a, it was a go route for a touchdown. Mm. The girl that I, well, we had finally met, hugged. She said, "You smell good." She smelled me through the must. Touchdown. <laughs> she said, "Boy, you do smell good. It's true. You don't just be tweeting. Exactly. <laughs> it's facts. I really, I was the best smelling human at DreamCon." All four days. Facts. Facts. Every every woman I hug, oh my God, he really does smell good. Oh my God, he really is handsome in person. I could the trip has already been made. All I need is for DreamCon to play his part and just finish the job. Like, ah, oh, bring us home. Bring us home. But this grown and sexy party didn't do it for me. So it's musty, then the DJ. This is where we're spoiled, I think. Being Nico's friend, <laughs> for for though, okay, I, I got, I be forgetting that people don't know like my life outside of like nerd shit. Okay, let me break this down. There is a wonderful person in our lives named DJ Nico. She is very dear to us. We love her. That's our sister. She has been DJing what maybe like a decade. Close to it, probably yeah. close to a decade. And she is the creme de la creme of DJs in St. Louis. Like, so I heard, I seen the homie Rob talking about a 2000s party at the next DreamCon. Book Nico. Nico gonna have that shit turned the fuck out. Like, facts. Facts. And she throws 2000 parties. So she she already got that lined up. Book her immediately. But, but, we, me and Q are spoiled when it comes to DJ performance. So if we see Nico face or name on a flyer, we know she is not disappointing that night or that day. We know she's bringing the vibes. And it, it doesn't matter what type of, of event it is. She, she knows how to work. work. She, she puts in that work. She, she's nice. So at this grown and sexy party, I was like, yo, I heard this, I heard this mix pretty much at the exhibit hall. And I, I, and I found out they was at the exhibit hall too. I'm like, oh, so he, he kind of playing the same, he switched it up a little bit, but it's kind of the same shit. So when I go to parties like this, I want to hear ignorance. <laughs> like I, I want to hear just, they, he played Sexy Red and he played, you know, the Sexy Red joints. So ski, pound town. But he he didn't play like the full first verse. 
Like, you got to play the full verse for the ladies. You, The ladies want to sing the whole verse, <laughs> not the whole song. Like, he he cut it off maybe at, like, eight bars. I was like, what are you doing? You got to play ski the whole first verse. And then switch the song over. Because the girls was like, as soon as they heard her shit, come on, they went crazy. Started dancing, doing everything, throwing ass everywhere. I'm like, yes, finally. It's musty in here, but I'll deal. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? My drinks suck. It's musty, but they throwing ass. Here we go. He cuts it off, switches it over to like some Megan song. I'm like, all right. He, he kept cutting it short. I'm like, damn, what is this nigga doing? Like, he's like, he's like, he's playing the right songs, but he not letting it marinate. He's not letting it build. Like, let them dance or whatever. And he started playing some New York shit. And I, I once I stepped <laughs> in there, I knew I was in a New York party. I f- off the, the music, because they I don't hear. Computers by Bobby Smurder no more. So if I hear that song, I know I'm in a New York party or somebody just really loves Bobby Smurder. Mm-hmm. And I love computers. That's my shit still. You know what I'm saying? But once I heard that and then the pop smoke right after that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in a New York party. Then I heard Big Drip by Fabio. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is New York. <laughs> so whoever throwing this event, they got to be from the East Coast. Did some investigation like, an hour later, oh, yeah, they are from New York. Yep, that makes sense. So, after, I'm just waiting for some ignorant shit to play. Just Boosie, uh, uh, Future, Thugger, Gunner, Lil Baby, 4-2 Doug, anybody, dog. Like, I'm just Gotti, just vintage Jeezy, Gucci. I'm just looking for ignorance. I need Lotto something. Like, yo, just... Cause I'm I'm looking at the women's faces. They just I want to dance to this. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, just play some ignorant, fam. Guess what he played next? Afrobeat. I have nothing against Afrobeat. Let's let's start there. I love Afrobeat. So cause that gets women moving. And that, and it, and but when it's being played for like thirty straight minutes. I was just like, yo. <laughs> like, well, I'm like, oh my God. Here's, here's the issue. The DJ's not bad. So I'm not going to see him like, oh, this dude's trash. No, he's not bad. It's just, okay. If I'm having a party, right? And every, everybody from different places in the country are coming to this spot. I'm going to switch it up from what I'm used to. So I can't just play just straight St. Louis shit. I like, yo, I got people from Baltimore here, Cali, you know, down south and like Atlanta. Like it's, it's going to be a melting pot of people. So I got to play that shit that I know for a fact. And he's like, yo, the whole country fuck with this type shit. That just felt like a New York party. And I was like, I wasn't even in there... More than an hour. I left after an hour. I was like, yo, let me just take my L. Like, the drink's trash. It's musty. I'm not hearing the music I want to hear. Three strikes, you're fucking out. Like, I'm like, yo, just take my L. I only, I'm only out of $45 because the drinks was 25 But let me go back and see what's up with the night. Nobody, basically, I couldn't get up with nobody. And I made a business decision. I went back to my hotel early, man. 12.30. Shamed of myself. <laughs> Fucking ashamed of myself. Went to bed probably like at 1.30 or something like that. But 
the business decision paid off because I wasn't fucked up the next day. After Thursday night, I was fucked up Friday morning. Like, but I was so excited to go to the con that I'm like, yo, that hangover ain't doing shit, nigga. I'm up. Like, I wasn't I wasn't even hungover for real. But anyway, like, Saturday, oh, I'm refreshed. So I was kind of glad shit, shit was trash because I went straight to sleep in that hotel AC. I was good. Thursday night, I just passed out. So I, I woke up hot, sweating like a motherfucker. I'm like, oh, damn, I turned the AC off. Fuck. <laughs> so I didn't have no good sleep. But Saturday, I'm up, rejuvenated. And I'm out there, put on my second cosplay for the day. I was uh, Ashito from Al Ashi. The best soccer anime out there. The real ones, no. Um, I got a lot of compliments on my cosplay. A lot of compliments. So that's why I knew I had that shit on. Because I knew everybody was going to be there as like the blue lock anime characters. I'm like, nah, man. We going with the real soccer anime. Not the, the make-believe one. You know, you're doing all this fake shit. Fake Super Saiyan shit on the soccer field. No. <laughs> we going with the real Kimli Ashito. And real recognize real. They was like, yo, this dude got the best cosplay on at the con. I respect it. I respect it. Day two. Um, what did I do day two? Don't even remember. <laughs> nah, for real. Like, I was... Cause it, nah, all right. So, day two was more focused because I went to more... I went to a panel that day. That was the Disney panel that that uh, day. Shout out to my homie O. He had the best panel I went to that... Where it's basically like a Disney sing-along panel. And uh everybody was just singing like the Disney songs, man. It was crazy. Um, he he had it packed out. He his mic control was crazy. Like he knew how to command the room. You could tell that he's used to being like on the stage. And um, I had a good time at that. That was fun. That was super fun. Um and then it was another panel. No, I went back to my hotel room and changed. I changed into like a, a t-shirt and a, uh and yeah, I just changed the whole fit. Went back and we was going to I uh, went to the um this pregame for I think what's them what's their name? Um Anime After Dark. Yeah, Anime After Dark had a uh a pregame or whatever. I got two drinks again. This time they was actually good. <laughs> like this time shout out to the the lovely Mexican lady that made those drinks. I tipped her nicely. Like, yo, thank you. Like, thank you. You, you. you did good. So I had two drinks in both hands, and I was fucked up. F- good fucked up. My fucked up is good now because, again, we make business decisions. Yep. We trust our defense. We trust our defense. I was a good fucked up. So I'm just hugging, hugging women, having them tell me that I look handsome in person, <laughs> just buttering me up, gassing me up, feeling good about myself. And um, yeah, like I, I, the panel was there. The panel was next, but I couldn't sit still because I was drunk. So it's hard for me to sit like still in a in a panel and pay attention and shit when I'm drunk. So didn't sit there. Got up. I didn't even stay for like ten or twenty minutes. I just, I just got up because I couldn't sit still, and uh, I'm just walking around the con again drinking water because I'm like, yo, we're going to go out right after this. So let me let me get back on the bench, get the oxygen. <laughs> I just ran the whole field for interception return. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, let me get the oxygen, son. Um, We had went to karaoke that night. 
I watched the fight first. Thank God I didn't bet no money on that. We're going to leave that where that is. Because <laughs> I was a one-sided ass whooping. And then we went to karaoke. I'm not a karaoke guy. Uh, like, uh, I'm not into it. That was my first time going to karaoke ever in life. And I don't know. I'm just not into karaoke. I sang a song. I sang Drew Hill in my bed. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I know this by heart. I don't even need to scream. Like, yeah, yeah. And I really didn't. I think I think Simone got footage of me singing that, too. So Simone, send that to me. Um, saying that after that, I'm like, all right, I'm bored. Let's go to 6th Street, guys. <laughs> but we didn't. We ended up going to, like, this taco spot. It was, like, 3 in the morning when we went there, too. This taco, I don't know what time this taco spot closed. I think it was, like, 4. And uh, the taco was flames, like, super flames. I wish we would have went to 6th Street instead of karaoke low-key. I should have went to 6th Street. But <laughs> but I paid for the karaoke, so I'm like, yo, I got to go. But karaoke's not my thing. It's not my thing. I, I'm just going to be the guy that comes to karaoke and just gets fucked up and laugh and make jokes. That's going to be my, my new role from now on. And then Sunday, Sunday was like real panel heavy. I went to a bunch of panels. So I met uh, Carl Jones from the Boondocks. He's a producer of the Boondocks. Met him. Um, I went to my homies, uh, Steve and Rob, um, Inside the Mind of a Blurred uh, podcast. I'm not the blurred. They are. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> They're the expert blurreds. I'm not a blurred. Don't call me no fucking blurred. But uh, their uh, their panel was amazing. Like they were talking about cartoons and stuff. Um, they had this game where you had to give hot takes. I didn't even really give hot takes. I really just got up there to just speak my, to just show niggas that I know cartoons. So I'm like, yo, Auto Rocket is a generational talent. This nigga was like eight years old doing nine hundreds, <laughs> like <laughs> doing. He was rollerblading, skating, hockey, biking. He was unstoppable. Surfing. His dad. Just gets high every day in his bucket hat with his best friend. They have their own business with a view of the beach, on the beach. They's living a great life, living a good life. Like, And then I had the other take of Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie can beat almost 90% of all anime characters. Because that nigga took a bite out of the moon. This nigga would be lifting houses with one hand and shit. He, he just does some Toon Force shit. <laughs> some Toon Force shit. Yeah, so I, I, I made my little takes. Just to, uh, just to participate, you know what I'm saying, and show my homies love. They they had a they had a nice turnout, um, small room, this and that and the third. But th- that's each day of my. And then I, Sunday, I after that I chilled. I didn't go out. I went back to, again. Business decisions. Had an early flight. Let me just go back to the hotel, man. I'm not I'm not about to drink, get fucked up, none of that. Went back to my room and just chilled until it was time for me to go home. Now. All that was personal stuff from the con. Let me get into, like, the pros and cons of, like, DreamCon. All right, so let me start with the pros. The pros is I've never seen so many black people in one spot. It it was at one point where I had not seen one white person for eight straight hours. Shocked me. At a a nerd convention, unprecedented. (laughs) Black people everywhere. People uh, doing swag surfing in the exhibit hall and... All this stuff, I was like, yes, this is where I belong. This is where I belong. I didn't, I didn't see one Susan in eight hours. N- nowhere to be found. So that's one of the pros. Another pro I would say of DreamCon is 
the exhibit hall with so many black creators and like my homie Cerebrus, um, he he has his own manga he made and I bought it. I bought it there at DreamCon. And I was just like, yo, I was just thinking like, yo, this used to be a thought in his mind. Like this used to be an idea and he brought that idea to life and he had DreamCon selling this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And people were buying his manga. I'm like, yo, and the story is good. Like the story is really, really good. It's called Dark Vulcan. So I'm going to put this link in the description of every video pertaining to this episode so y'all can go buy it. It's called Dark Vulcan. Um. I think you, how you spell it is is C E R E B R U Z E N T. I think that's how it is. Forgive me if I spelled that wrong. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. But um, I just love seeing everybody art and selling it. Like this dude had anime rugs, man. He was like, yeah, our background thing where we can hang the rugs up ain't here. I'm like, man, fuck all that, man. Look at this. He had all his rugs on the floor. My bro, like, this is, I don't give a fuck if you hang up your art or not. This shit is fire. Like, I want to buy it. I can't afford it right now, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Because them rugs is going for, like, 200 300 And, uh, again, business decisions on the financial side. <laughs> so, nigga ain't paid his rent yet. <laughs> it went on vacation. God, I got I to gotta tread lightly. So, yeah, he had all his rugs on the floor. I'm like, hey, man, like, and he had paintings, too. He was a painter, too. I'm like, yo, like, that don't matter, man. Art is art, fam. Like, this is amazing. I just love seeing all these black entrepreneurs and artists and creatives thriving. Like, that that was beautiful. Like, that was super, super beautiful. Um, Austin is kind of a pro. I'm, I'm kind of split on Austin. I think Austin's, like, a good city to have it in. But Austin is a weird fucking city. Like, it's crackheads. I didn't even know people still do crack. <laughs> Like, bro, I'm walking down downtown in 6th Street. I feel like Leon in Snowfall. Like, yo, what the fuck is going on out here? I seen a, seen a, seen a crackhead punching a tree. Like, what the fuck is going on right now, fam? Like, this is this is insanity. Like, but but I do like Austin in, a little bit because of, like, the how close everything was. It wasn't, like, spread out. Like, Houston is super spread out. Dallas is... Kind of to an extent, but not as much as Houston. But I think if they're going to throw it in Texas and keep it in Texas, I think they should go over to San Antonio. Forget what Charles Barkley be saying about San Antonio. They, <laughs> I remember how you be saying, oh, they got some big old women in San Antonio. <laughs> he always be saying that, and then Shaq be laughing his ass off and shit. San Antonio is a nice-ass city, dog. Like, for real. Like, for real. So if they ever think about, like, oh, we want to keep it in Texas, do a different city that isn't Houston or Dallas, San Antonio's the spot. But I think they live in Austin, the RDC dudes. So I think that's why they had it in Austin. So, but yeah, those are my pros. Like, let me get to the cons of the con. And this one's going to be interesting because here's, here's the thing. There was a video that just came out, right? Or TikTok. It was this girl and she was basically, she had a bad time at DreamCon. And she was like, yo, cancel the con. Don't, I, I'm, I'm convincing everybody in the future not to go to this. She then took it back. She, she's like, yo, I didn't mean, I, I shouldn't have said cancel the con, which I commend her for. Like, I like when people walk things back because they're like, yo, that's, you wild for saying that. Let's just people taking accountability. 
owning up to a mistake. I ain't going to be like, oh, look at you. Not a, not a person of your words. You're walking it back now. You're changing. Nah, fuck that. I, we need more of that. More of people admitting that they are wrong. Like, please. Like, So she took that part back. What she was upset with was she was she went to DreamCon to see this these content creators called Sun Bros. And they're super popular. Each of them have like millions of followers and shit. So she goes there to see them. There was a, there was a meet and greet for them if you had like a certain badge. And she she couldn't see them. She didn't get in to see them. And that was her only reason to go into DreamCon. So, of course, you travel from wherever you travel from down to Texas. And the sole reason you came there to see somebody, you don't see them in any capacity. I understand why you upset. So she was just like, yo, the lines were crazy long. They didn't know what to do with the lines. They just, there was no, there was no organization. It was just very unorganized. And a lot of people got on her for going to a con just to see, you know, one group of people. They was like, yo, just go experience the con. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's like me going to a music festival and I only want to see Larry June. That's not crazy. I'm like, yo, like, he may not come to my city. So, like, I'm going to go see him at this music festival. And then hopefully, maybe, if there's more the acts before him or after him, I may like another artist. Like, yo, I never heard of that person before. That music sounds good. I like their performance. Let me look them up. And so I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with somebody coming to the con just to see one person or one panel. That, that's not crazy to me. But, like, it, I'm all for experience the con how you want to experience it. So, for me, I only go to cons to link up with my friends, look handsome, smell good, and meet new people. That's all I go to. Con- I don't really care about panels for real. I don't care about buying stuff. I don't care about meeting famous people. Don't mean like that stuff don't mean nothing to me. Now, the girl wasn't completely wrong. Like those lines were super disorganized. And it, it was a lot of disorganization at DreamCon where I was just like, yo, these volunteers ain't volunteering. <laughs> like, it's like, yo, like, some of them did a good job and some of them was just like, yo, I'm just here. And, because they said from the last DreamCon, they went from 6,000 people to 20,000. So, all right, that's, that's yeah. a huge jump. That's tripping. Yeah. So, okay, when you're selling these badges and these tickets, you should have a good indicator of like, all right, we have doubled what we've done. We have tripled what we, even if your math is off, let's say worst case scenario, you think it's 15,000 people that you went up to. You, I would think that they would be like, all right, man, we really got to beef up the staff, everything. We got to double the staff because we have just doubled or tripled in size. So we got to accommodate all this. That wasn't happening with these lines, fam. Like the the one, all right. I seen it with the anime after dark line. We was in, I was in line for that, waiting, and they, I think they had a a two hour or an hour segment. I can't remember, but they got a lot of their time cut out because they couldn't manage the line. The people that's supposed to manage the line couldn't manage the line because it's too many people. So 
they had their time cut off and they couldn't get that time back. So when it hit 10 o'clock, they was like, nah, y'all done. So they took like 40 minutes of their time. So off of poor line management, all the panels was like that. Every panel had poor line management. And then these panel rooms were super small. So for example, I was trying to go to my homegirl Daphne uh, panel and I get there and say, oh, it's full. What you mean it's full? Like, it's just, and it's just me. I'm like, yo, one more person can't fit in a conference room? Like, what's up with that? They're like, nah. So they ain't let me in. And I apologize. I'm like, yo, I tried to get in. They wouldn't let me in. And then the same with my homies with their cartoon crazy panel. It was a small-ass room and with no microphone in it. Every every panel should have a microphone in it. If that At least, I don't know if I'm crazy to think that, but it's just like, yo, like, you're going to be doing a lot of talking. And you don't want to have to keep projecting your voice, putting a strain on it. Like, it it just makes sense to have a mic. Now, my homie, oh, his, this Disney panel, he had a big room. And he had it filled up. And and it wasn't really no line, to get, like, because the room was big enough, you know what I'm saying? So we just walked right in. But every other panel was just handled, like, just mismanaged. Like, it was just bad. And the, the lines were just terrible. And then the panel's... The panels felt like they weren't a part of the con. So think of it like, like the convent, the Austin Convention Center is huge. So you got the Hilton side, then you got the actual convention center side. And I think it's one more part to it. Everything con related is basically in the convention side. All the panels are in the Hilton, in the uh, hotel. It felt like night and day. It felt like the panels weren't even a part of the convention at all. So I'm trying to walk back and forth. I have to keep checking back in because they they search you through the metal detectors when you go back to the convention center. So I, every time I have to walk back and forth, I have to keep emptying out my bag, walking back in, getting checked in. So that, that got super annoying. I get it from a safety standpoint, so I'm not like mad about it. But I just felt like the panels was just on this island of its own and nobody gave a fuck about them. Like they didn't care about like the line management, nothing. They was like, that's that over there. We got all the cool stuff and fun stuff in the convention center, and the panels is just the panels. Like, that's that's how it felt. At least, that's how it looked, you know what I'm saying? And and you can tell from, like, the the uh, recap video. So you got the recap video from, like, the actual DreamCon staff and everything. None of them covered the panels. It was all, like, the big stuff, like the the Family Feud thing with RDC and uh, the, the streaming kid. Um, Kai Sinat, I think that's how you say his name, with him, and he was there, and the dodgeball game and all that stuff, but they didn't they didn't have no cameraman for, like, the panels, and there was a lot of cool panels, like, yo, y'all didn't get no footage of that into the, and and that, that kind of, like, coincides with, like, it felt like the panels was just, like, the misfits, <laughs> it's like the land of the lost, and then all the cool shit is on this side over here, and I don't know, like, the line management is a thing and the badge thing. Before I forget, those platinum and gold badges really didn't mean anything. Like, and at first, I was upset. The thing, the, the problems I had with DreamCon was before DreamCon started, is like getting the platinum and uh, gold badges on um, where, okay, so they have you buy the original ticket, right? I bought the ticket in September. Then it's like, yo, you can upgrade it to a gold or platinum badge when we drop the link, and then you'll be able to upgrade it. You pay a little extra. 
you know, and then the perks, you know, you skip the line, you get like a goodie bag and shit like that. I saw skip the line. That's all I needed. <laughs> Give me that. Worth it. Worth it. I'm paying an extra 50 to 100, whatever. I don't care. So the day comes. I'm actually prepared. I got my computer out, got my phone out. I'm like, all right, I'm here five minutes early. I'm just waiting for these niggas to drop the link. They dropped the link. I put my payment information in so fast, super fast. Press checkout, site crash. I'm like, damn. Hop back on. I'm thinking it's my Wi-Fi, so I'm pissed. I'm about to cuss charter out and shit. <laughs> I get back on my computer again. Type in, put my payment in, my payment info, everything, my address, all that. Record time. Crash again. My like, dog, what is going on? I do it on my phone this time. Hop on my phone, do it. Crash. Now it's not letting me on the site at all. It's not uploading the site. So I'm like, damn, bro, I can't get the badge? So probably like 10 to 15 minutes go by with this w- without me being able to get onto this site because it's crashed. It finally comes back up. I go to checkout, sold out. I was like, are you kidding me? So then. I'm thinking it's just me. So, again, I'm thinking it's my Wi-Fi. So, I'm like, man, like, my fucking Wi-Fi ain't working, da-da-da-da. Like, made me miss out on these badges, dog. I'm like, I know they got to, I'm like, I know they got to uh, take off some some of my bill or some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> I needed that badge. So, I hop on Twitter. Everybody had the same issue as me. The site crashed on them while they was putting their information in, and they missed out, too. And then I'm like, oh, snap. So it wasn't. I'm, thank God I ain't called the people chartered. So I'm cussing them out. I'm like, thank God I was about to. And so I'm like, oh, all right, man. I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, they got to redeem us, bro. Like, they got to do something else. No, they don't. I was like, you kidding me? Like, this is y'all fault. Like, y'all didn't, y'all got to do something. We didn't even get a fair chance. Like, the site crashed. And then they basically sent out, like, some tweet that was kind of, insensitive, I hate using that word, like this insensitive-ass tweet, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm just, I, I, at that time, I'm like, yo, let me keep my anger to myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be tweeting right now. What you need to be doing is making this right. And that's where I was like, I had a problem right then and there. Like, but the con itself, like, it had its issues, but like, it didn't affect me. Because again, I'm there for different reasons. I'm just there to see my friends. So I don't really care, but the line management was bad. Now the Mark Jones, uh, not not Mark Jones, Carl Jones, uh, he had a panel that we missed because of lines. Like they have a, a, a skywalk to connect from the convention center to the hotel. So his was in the convention center. We was trying to get over there because the panels overlapped. A lot of panels overlapped. That's and you have to keep going back and forth. Like that was the the problem. Um. We get to the skywalk. It's a long-ass line to get to walk across the skywalk, which I get. You don't want all that weight on there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, dog, we not about to make it. We about to miss this. And we we missed it. I was just like, dog, this is this is insane. Like, the line, the line management was horrendous. Again, if you know that you went from 6000 to 20000 dog, like, that's, that's irresponsible if you're not about to accommodate that. Like, it just felt like, all right, we went from 6000 20000 Let's just vibe. <laughs> Let's just vibe and see what happened. 
And you you it definitely felt that way, dog. I was just like, yo, this is all over the place. Like I've only been I've been to three cons in ten months. I've been to AWA, I've been to MomoCon, and I've been to DreamCon. AWA and MomoCon are in Atlanta. DreamCon in Austin. If I was to rank those three cons, MomoCon is the best con I've ever been to. Organized, efficient, no lines for real. The lines they did have were managed properly. DreamCon number two. DreamCon is the second best con. And AWA is last. That shit was just horrible. That was my first con. And I didn't really know what to do. So I kind of got to chalk that up to it too. But I still think DreamCon was better than AWA. But AWA and DreamCon are like really unorganized. And um, but MomoCon was just efficient. Like the game room was crazy. Like everything was crazy at MomoCon. I was impressed. Like super. And mind you, they they kind of was going on with the Ed Sheeran concert and Carnival at the same time. And they were still doing their shit and managing it right. Like, it was crazy. So they had extra traffic. They didn't even know that was coming there. And, uh, but they've been around longer, so they more seasoned. That's why DreamCon, I'm not, I'm not upset. Like, it's just like, yo, they only been doing it five years. You know, you learn from it. But they need to get an actual hired staff. Like, people who actually have experience in line management and with seas of people like that to manage these lines. Um, and no, no knock to the volunteers, but some of them volunteers and security were just bugging. Like, yo, like, what are y'all doing? Like, this is not how you manage something. And they need an actual staff, people that can that know how to do, like, huge, you know, concerts and gatherings and stuff like that where they can actually come up with a game plan with y'all because with their experience, to see what works and see what doesn't work and make adjustments. See, that's a problem. Like, the volunteers, when that shit was going on and they couldn't handle it, they didn't know how to make the adjustments. Like, well, all right, this isn't working. We got to try something else. Whereas an experienced staff that, that the company does that for a living, like, oh, we have plenty of ways to make this work and make it efficient for everybody and make it safe. Like, it was just too much going on. And I was just like, yeah, man, like, that to go from 6,000 to 20,000 and just kind of not beef up that staff, maybe because they couldn't, because they didn't have the the time to. But you, but by the time they stopped selling like tickets, I want to say it was like March or April, maybe. So you had, let's just say April, yeah, May and June to figure it out. Like, all right, we got these many tickets sold or badges sold. This is how many people are roughly coming here. We need to improve this staff immediately. Like we need to, we need all hands on deck. We need more bodies, and it man, they needed them because it it was it was bad. Those lines was terrible, man, and it was it was awful. Again, a lot of people who had gold and platinum badges didn't get into the shit that they supposed to. Because if you got that badge, those badges, you supposed to skip lines. You mm -hmm. supposed to be you guaranteed to meet these people. That girl didn't meet them. Yeah. I'm like yo, and she said people who didn't have those badges. Cutting in, jumping in, getting <laughs> and getting the perks that they pay for. Again, DreamCon is expensive as hell, bro. Like that's a thousand dollar a better trip. Like, period. That's for me, it ain't expensive. That's just whatever. But a lot of these kids is like 18, 19, 20. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of them want to see the streamers and shit. And like, they ain't got money like that, man. Like to they 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 putting they all into that. 
And just to hear, like, just to see them not, you know, have a good time, that is terrible. You know what I'm saying? And again, like, those people be young, but it is what it is, man. Again, I don't have nothing against DreamCon. Like, I, I had a good time. The good outweighed the bad for me. Because again, I'm there for different reasons. Like, but not seeing, like, some of my friends' panels and the panels just not being, like, like, ran right and just being out the way and times overlapping and all that. Because you're not going to see everything at a con. I learned that at the very first con I went to at AWA. You're not going to see everything. And I get that. But a lot of stuff you could, but the lines was messing everything up. Cause, uh, like, for example, at these panels, the panelists shouldn't be running like sound. The panelists shouldn't be running like lighting or anything like that. That there should be a staff running that. Because it's a panel. They not they not supposed to be running that like. Got that. niggas up here coaching and playing. They yeah, coaching and playing. Like you can't coach and play. Like, <laughs> like, like that don't make sense. I, I'm not saying every panel was like that, but I I I, I heard some panels like yo, like, I had to do everything. Like, which I get, but I don't get. Cause it's like, yo, if you if you were selected to be a panelist, you you're special. So you have you should have the perks of that. Like a mic working sound system, somebody making sure everything is ran okay with you. And it's kind of like you're just like, all right, we gave you a panel, nigga. There you go. <laughs> like, that's how that's how it looks. You know what I'm saying? Now, some people can make it work because they may have an audio background. They may like understand, like, oh man, I brought a spare mic with me. I can hook it up to this and Make it work. Some people don't. They just like, yo, I thought y'all was gonna do this. Like, I thought y'all was gonna help me with Which this. Which they should. Yeah, like you, <laughs> you should. It's a panel. Like it's a panel part of your convention. So again, the, the panel stuff got to be work. But again, for me, I had a great time. The good outweighed the bad. I'm just sharing the cons and the solutions. Like, yo, y'all need the actual hired staff immediately for the next. You can't go with the, volunteers are cool. But, yeah, you need a hired staff. And Hilton wasn't playing about them times. Once they hit, like, 9 or 10 o'clock, they're like, all right, y'all got to get the fuck out. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. We don't care if your panel started late. You got to go. That ain't our fault. That's how they was treating people. It was crazy. It was sad, man. I'm like, yo, that's foul. But And, again, it happened to people that I, like, I fuck with. So that's why I'm more, like, hurt by it than anything. But... But outside of that, again, I turned up, seen my friends, had fun, smelled good. My crushes like me. It's a good day. I miss, I miss a you up text and I'm still smiling. <laughs> Can't be mad at that. But that was my DreamCon recap. I already gave you the rankings of them. Again, MomoCon, greatest con I've ever been to. DreamCon at number two, AWA. And that's it. Let's go to commercial. You too late. You're now listening to the Peakness Podcast with Benny and Q. Here's a word from our sponsors whenever we get some. And now, it's time for the Anime Hoji Corner with Benny D. Greenheart. Get some ramen, get some soju, and let Benny put poetry in you. You too late. Snaps. I call this one buffet i needed those titties in my mouth like yesterday because they so delicious and your coochie too it tastes like tropical fruit bubblelicious your booty feel like a hawaiian sweet roll 
that means it's hella soft. I don't care what color you paint your toes, they still gonna get sucked like some freeze pops. And your lips hella fire, they taste like strawberry shortcake. Everything getting aged, shorty. You looking like a buffet. Love, Benny. visit to the anime poetry corner thank you for those words benny snaps ho snaps all right we talked about dreamcom that's in the bag we talked about y'all going out there thinking you was about to get some cheeks thinking you're more famous i'm not the famous guy it's allegations it ain't me it wasn't me that you saw. We, we're done with that. We, we, the con conversation is over. You know what time it is. Q, give me my heel music. I need my heel music immediately. Yes. 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 Heatness, power, rankings time. Y'all knew I was coming for your bitch ass. Y'all knew this was coming. The One Piece edition. I've been waiting for this. Let me drink this whiskey. Whiskey, the liquor of villains. <laughs> the liquor of heels. It's no longer One Piece. It's One Peak. We call it One Peak. The One Peak is real. Come with me as we enter the house of worship of the one and only Pirate Jesus. Monkey Dontrellius Luffy. The one and only Pirate Jesus. Pay your tides. Cut the music, you cut it. You knew I was going to talk about shit. Y'all knew I was going to talk about shit, man. I need all my haters front and center right now. All of them. You see, I got the headband on for this segment. <laughs> I got the headband on because the One Piece fandom is balling on y'all bitch ass right now. Y'all can't stop us from getting buckets. We're, we are eating right now. Eaten. Kyrie Irving type mixtape mixed with Steph Curry's J. Unguardable right now. The One Piece fandom is unguardable. Even the weirdos in the fandom that I usually don't fuck with. Come, just for this moment, come fuck with Benny. I'm allowing you to be in my space. Just come here. Come here. Come fuck with a G. You're good. You're good. You get a pass. You get a pass just for Gear 5 week. That's it. That's the only time I'm giving y'all a pass. Because, truth be told, uh, One Piece fandom is kind of the worst. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> it's neither here or there. It's neither here or there. But back to my haters front and center. All my One Piece haters, all my Luffy haters. Come here. Take the, yo, take this walk with me. They said it wouldn't be the greatest anime transformation. It was. They said Luffy wasn't the god MC. Spoiler alert, he is. Mocked us. Oh, Gear, gear 5 is too goofy. I remember said, oh, it's not going to work in anime. I, I kept receipts. March 2022, chapter 1044, it dropped. A lot of people was talking shit. Oh, One Piece fumbled. Oh, all that just for him to act like Popeye. 
all that for just to act like Tom and Jerry. I heard it all. I remember y'all said this. I remember all y'all said this. Now, fast forward to today. And what do I see? The same people in the back of the One Piece bandwagon. Comfortable. Seatbelts fastened on the Gear 5 hype train. Can I get a boring? Boring. boring. I got you. Give me a boring. I need three of them. We're going to triple it up. (laughs) We're going to triple it up. Boring. Because the rhetoric was real boring when you were telling it to me last March. I wasn't buying it. They they were non-One Piece fans and the super analytical and critical One Piece fans were trying to basically send Luffy to a grave and dance on it. I was like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, this is this is Himley. This transformation is crazy. What are y'all talking about? But you know what? We not mad at you. We not, we not mad at you. We not mad at you. You don't know any better. In the Straw Hat congregation, we forgive the non-believers. Pirate Jesus Luffy forgives you for you not know what you do. It was written that you wouldn't know what to do when you saw Pignus. He knew this. You were fooled by wannabe God MCs in anime. You were led astray by other anime series. But that's okay. Pirate Jesus is here. Let me take a drink again. This is our communion. <laughs> We're in the Straw Hat congregation. You hear me rattling? <laughs> You're right. The whiskey, is our, the whiskey is our communion. That's all it is. No judgment. No judgment here. Pirate Jesus is here to lead you back on the path of righteousness. Let the congregation say amen. All right. Let's talk about episode 1071. Now, the beginning of episode 1071 was just pure gas. Gas. Just straight up. You hear the drums of liberation. Those drums start making your hips move on their own. I envision thick queens from Ghana moving their hips when I heard those drums of liberation. The sound effects, the animation, the peakness. Luffy getting up and not really realizing what's going on and wondering what happened to himself is super cool. It's a cool aspect that the manga didn't have where he he basically goes from like confusion to excitement. And it gave like this cool sight of innocence. It was just pure joy in Luffy's face and body. It was heartwarming. But even though it was heartwarming, you knew he's about to beat some ass. Like, you knew hands were going to get thrown. And the, gra- the ground and everything around, surrounding Luffy, turning into rubber, that was crazy. We got more of that in the anime than we did in the uh, manga. He was bouncing all over the place. It looked like he was uh, like a, a B-boy, like spinning on the ground and shit. He looked like Eddie Gordo from Tekken. Just, <laughs> he was just doing all types of shit on the ground. And... Uh, it's not only affecting his environment, like, like his joy and everything. It's like, it's affecting you as the viewer. Because, like, I was laughing and smiling with him while I'm watching this. Like, it's like, yo, like, this dude is really going crazy right now. And 
we just like he feels free in the Gear Five form. I feel free too, just seeing it. Like his laughter was just super infectious, and um, Joy Boy was known to spread joy, and that's what Luffy did for us in this episode. That's what makes it super ill. But when Luffy said, "I can do everything I want to do," he just sounded so happy saying it, and I felt so happy for him, like watching it. Like I couldn't stop smiling this whole episode. It was like seeing titties for the first time. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this moment is actually, you, you know that moment when they first just drop, like, oh my God. Hey, they're always prettier than what you imagine. Every time. And Gear 5 did the same for me. I imagined this since March 2022. I'm like, yo, I can't wait. They gonna go crazy with this on the animation. And it exceeded my expectations. Just like titties. Like, no disappointment. None. Like, it's a beautiful feeling. Gear 5 brought out the kid in me. Like, it really brought out the kid in me. I'm looking for Pop-Tarts, Cinnamon Toast Crunch to watch. Watch the Gear 5 episode. Like, that's, I'm like, yo, I feel like this is some Saturday morning cartoon shit right now. Except with hands. Like, it's, well... A lot of our Saturday morning cartoons is like some fight shit like X-Men and shit like that, but you get what I'm saying. But I wanted some Cinnamon Toast Crunch while watching this masterpiece. Like, and the crazy thing about this episode, it's not just Luffy's peak. Because he did say, one of his quotes in the episode was, this is my peak. It's our peak too. It's our, because as a fan... No matter if you like a One Piece fan from the beginning, middle, or just last six months ago. Doesn't matter. Once you get to gear five, you're going to feel like this is like, yo, like, we did it. Like, like you was there the whole time. Like, which you was. You, you was there. And that's like, that's amazing to me. Like, the animation on this, you got to watch this episode slow. You got to watch it really slow, man. Because you'll see all the little, like, details. Because it, it's a fast-paced episode. But, like, the one part where, if you watch it slow, you see Luffy pull his sash that he always keeps around him. It's usually, it's usually yellow. But this one's purple. He pulls it, and that's when he goes into his flexing, the muscle man uh, form. And uh, that made him go into flex mode. I'm like, yo, that's funny as hell that I slowed that down and saw that. I'm like, that's crazy. And then the fact that Luffy had a solo sky split. Let me drink. Bro, he had a solo sky split. When the sky split in one piece, it means Yonkos are clashing. Emperors are clashing. He did it by himself. Got up, hockey just everywhere, sky split. That was not in the manga, and I know a lot of manga-only readers or who, who people, or people that prefer the manga, which I'm one of them, but a lot of people probably going to be mad because they're like, yo, that wasn't in the manga, and he split the sky. But those are people that give, like, give too much attention to, like, power scaling and who's stronger than who 
stuff like that. But it happened in an anime. So I guess you could technically say, like, yo, this dude had his own solo sky split. So you got to put Luffy in that top five. Like, but that's a whole nother topic that I don't even want to get into. That's that 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 conversation never goes anywhere in one piece like fandom. Like who's stronger than who? Because the power system is kind of like all over the place. And they're pirates, so they can cheat. <laughs> like it doesn't matter like who's stronger than who. Like, if I got the advantage on you, I got the advantage on you, and it's over. Like, that's whole that's Blackbeard's whole arc. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he, he's an opportunist, he pulls up, oh, gotcha. Shouldn't have been slipping, nigga. <laughs> But the so but the solo sky split was crazy. Like, and I think there's been three sky splits in Wano arc alone. So the Luffy's, and then there's two more before that. And whatever, man. It is I'm okay with the sky split. Oda is the god for a reason. I call him fourth quarter quarter. I said quota. Fourth quarter Oda for a reason. He's sitting up, controller in hand. About to give you that work in 2K. But in mangaka form, <laughs> in anime form, he's a genius. He's a, he's a genius, man. When Luffy put on that muscle, though, um, no, nah, before that, he had the joint where he, uh, he basically <laughs> blows up his hand like usual and put his hand through the roof and grabbed Kaido and dragged him for... He, you know how, like, when you holding, like, a baby and they, like, grab your face like this? Like, they, they'll grab at your face and it hurts? That's what that looked like. He just grabs it. Ah! Come here! And <laughs> pulled them back. I'm like, yo! That is fire. Like, of course, I read it. So, but it's different when you see it. And it's, it's happening. It's like, yo, this is crazy. Pulls him out and then he goes into, like, the muscle man mode. And... This is where I'm gonna praise Luffy's voice actress. Uh, I think her name is my. I think her name is Mayumi. Mayumi. I think that's how you pronounce her name. This lady is in her 60s, and th- the way she did his voice change when he did the Muscle Man thing, because it sounded like this, like he's like monkey, 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 like, and he's like flexed, and then he started hitting this dude Kaido, and he hit him with the. Why I oughta like Popeye punch, like the wind up. Why I oughta like like this. <laughs> he was giving his man the hands, fam. I was like, yo, when she changed her voice to that, that was crazy. That woman deserves an Emmy, an Oscar, a Grammy, a Super Bowl ring, the Stanley Cup, a Source Award, the employee plaque. On your wall at your uh <laughs> at your job, she all the awards in the world deserve to go to Luffy's voice actress. Cause she is amazing, dog. Like she killed it the whole episode. Straight up. He really hit Kaido with the Y I oughta. The Popeye. He hit him with the Popeye, fam. And I think it's just crazy that like it's genius that Luffy has taking this imposing, ruthless villain and turned him into Wiley Coyote. Like, Kaido's eyes popping out of his head, him seeing stars. The imagination of Gear 5 is basically dictating the fight. 
And that's like the the fire part about it. Like, again, I remember when people who read the manga were like hating the fact that Gear 5 is super goofy and fun. But I think it's because it's hard to catch that type of like feeling and fight and drawing. So I think Oda created Gear 5 with with the anime in mind. Like he's like, yo, this is going to look crazy animated. Like, and people are going to mess with it. Because again, like, I said it before, like, a lot of people are really, like, gung-ho about the manga and, like, really, like, stick to it. And they they get super, like, overcritical. But I think when it came out, I was like, yo, this is going to... My immediate thought was like, yo, when this gets animated with Luffy acting like a Tom and Jerry character, like, this is going to be nuts. Like, it, it, it is no way you can mess this up animated. It impossible like Oda was basically playing with house money at that point like now we got to talk about Hiyori poor Hiyori in this episode um the placement of Hiyori in this episode wasn't wrong because it's exactly the way the manga is like it was right in the middle of gear five and the voice actress did so amazing during this part of this episode but nobody would care because everybody skipped that shit. Nobody cares. They was like, yo, this shit is terrible. And I couldn't believe that it 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 stopped the momentum of the episode that badly. Um, because in the in the manga, it didn't seem that way. In the manga, I was just reading it. I'm like, yo, it's just this is an important part of the story, it's an important part of the art, and it gives that character some type of closure. But nobody was trying to hear that shit. Nobody was trying to hear that shit. After they seen Luffy, once they started the uh, episode with Luffy getting up and nobody, nobody wanted to hear that shit. And nobody's going to go back and watch it. Nobody cares. And that's sad because her, that part of the story is actually cool. People were yelling past the ox at their screens probably when they see Hiyori on the screen, fam. Like, it's an important part of the story too. That's the best up part. Now, the flashbacks, like, towards the end was kind of pointless. Like, the One Piece anime be pulling that bullshit as usual, trying to take up time. I'm like, yo, no, that, that don't belong there. But Gear 5 was so peakly that I didn't even trip off of it. Like, I didn't trip off of it at all. And then you got to respect Kaido, man, because even though he's seen Luffy in his form, he was excited that Luffy, he that he could keep fighting Luffy. Because he's like, oh, I thought the fight was over. Like, nah, we get to keep fighting. And Kaido was actually excited. I like that. A menace. He's staying true to his word. A fucking menace. But I don't care about the negatives of the episode. Episode 1071 was a 16 out of 10. Gear 5 was the greatest transformation I've ever seen. And a lot of people are going to be mad and say that. They're going to bring up other transformations. I'm not talking about other transformations on this show right now. We're talking about Gear 5. That's what matters because it's the greatest of all time to me. I don't care what you other niggas think. <laughs> never have never, never will. will that's just the way you think I'm about to argue with somebody over the internet who never listened to Dipset not wasting my time why no we're not doing that fam like see, here's the thing man what makes Gear 5 fire is that it's not focused on power speed anger darkness it's basically based on, like, the more freedom Luffy has, 
the more dangerous he becomes. Not only is that a fact for like the fighting style in Gear 5 and his capabilities, but that's a fact in the overall theme of the story. Luffy's goal is to be the freest person in the world. That's what that's his definition of the pirate king. The world government wants Luffy on a t-shirt, fam. And <laughs> and the more freedom Luffy has, the more the world is liberated and their power, the world government's power is threatened. So that's why Gear 5 is special, fam. It's the perfect power-up for Luffy. It aligns with who he is and what we love him for. Like, Luffy gets the power, he gets his power-up through laughter and joy, not anger, not rage. It's just a unique and funny transformation. Because people are, the people who are complaining about like, oh, this is some Tom and Jerry shit, bro, Gear 3, he he blows into himself and his fist is the size of an island. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's no different. This is just, all, all Gear 5 is, is just all his gears combined times 100, where he's just doing outrageous shit where, in his imagination. That's all, his, his whole fruit is based on his imagination. Because Gear 2, it's blood flow, blood pumping through his body, which which Luchi said it may reduce his lifespan. Who knows? I don't think Luffy gives a shit. <laughs> then Gear 3 is just all based on strength. So he sacrifices speed for power, which blows up his hand, blows up his feet. Gear 4, bounce man? It's a bounce man. <laughs> that is goofy. Gear 5 aligns with who he is. He, Gear 4, he cannot stand, on, stand straight up. He has to keep bouncing. He's a wrecking ball. Like... The the only serious one I think that's like uber serious was like Gear Two and Snake Man. Those were like just seemed like the most serious to me. But the, all of it in in a nutshell is goofy. It's very silly and very fun. This is just like the pinnacle of it, where it's just like, okay, this dude is bouncing all around. He's slamming Kaido like this, like like Tom and Jerry, like it's. That is Luffy. As a character, you can picture him doing that. Like, let's say if Luffy was, like, watching the cartoons, like, he's watching Tom and Jerry, he, he would laugh his ass off and try to imitate it. So, it, like, it just makes sense that he would do some shit like this. So, but what do I know? I'm just a nigga with a shirt on. <laughs> Shout out to Theo. Mmm. <laughs> That's crazy, man. The fact... Think about this. When you first saw One Piece, didn't you think Luffy's devil fruit was dumb as shit? He's like, he's rubber? That's it? All these other people have cool powers. Like, take Aokiji, for example. The Iceman. Fuck, that's a dope power to have. Akainu. Magma. Great power to have. Even Blackbeard's. The joints he stole. Both of them. They're they're OP (laughs) as hell. Rubber. Yeah. Rubber. And, and Oda has found a way to make it interesting, make it fun, and have Luffy test the limits of it. Like, test the limits of his fruit and see what he can do with it. And that's just super unique. And I, I just... It, it, it's, it's so far left from a typical power, uh, Shonen power-up. Because in Shonen, all the power-ups are the same. Name a series, and I guarantee you they're all the same. One Piece 
Gear 5 is just like in a league of his own. It's in his own stratosphere. That's why I don't care when people talking about other transformations and and what's iconic and what's not iconic. I don't give a fuck about what's iconic. For example, like, Melly Mel is more iconic than Kendrick Lamar. Because Melly Mel is one of the founders of hip-hop. Or him, DJ Cool Herc, those, those are icons. It's most Because they created yeah. what he's doing. They but were. that doesn't mean I can't say that Kendrick's better than them. It's nothing wrong. I'm, that's why the iconic talk don't mean shit to me. It, it means something to me because I respect it at the end of the day. Let's get that very, very clear. I respect icons and everything. But I'm I'm only concerned, like, if we talking, when I talk about Gear 5, I'm talking about it is the best transformation I've ever seen. I don't care about it being iconic or not. I'm talking about the way it was done, the way it aligns with, it, it aligns with the MC, it aligns with the MC's personality, it aligns with the theme of One Piece, it aligns with um, the overall story, and it's directly opposed to the villain's objective. So Luffy is the natural enemy to the big bad boss or bosses of the story. Oda's a genius, fam. And he took all of that. Gear 5 aligns with all of that. He he checked every box and he executed it masterfully. That's why it's better. I'm not, I don't care about what's been done in year 2003 or in the 1990s. Like, yes, all that stuff is iconic. It's great. But is it better? That's what I'm concerned with. I'm not even concerned with that low-key. It's, it's more so of like, when I say like, yo, it's the best I've ever seen, that's just my opinion. Like, you don't have to respond to my opinion. I never trashed nobody else. I just said that's the best transformation I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them. I, like, in real time. Like, I've seen a lot of those transformations in real time. That was the best transformation I've ever seen, hands down. Straight up. Period. Like, because it's just the memories. Like, you remember where you were when you first saw Gear 2? Like, I remember where I was. I remember where I was when I saw Gear 2. And to see, that was years ago. And to go from that to see what I'm seeing now? Come on, fam. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what? I want to... One Piece means something, man. And a lot of people who never... It's the saying, One Piece is only too long if you've never seen One Piece. Because... I'm jealous of the people who have never seen One Piece. I wish I can erase all this shit from my memory and start over. Just to go on that journey again. Because, like, I found, one. I found, when I didn't find it, it was told to me. But One Piece came in my life where I was at a low point in my life. And I'll never forget this. I, I had a friend. He's still my friend. Still a homie. For uh, legal purposes, we did drugs, 
so I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> so just to protect him. Um, not the bad drugs. Let's be very clear. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a junkie. I'm not none of the uh, inhabitants of Austin, Texas. No crack. No crack, son. Um, no pills. <laughs> All right, so we went to high school together. We didn't talk to high school for real. We were, we were friends, but we never talked. You know how high school is. You get clicked up. You hang out with your groups. Me and him hung out separate groups. We ran into each other randomly at, at like a bar or a lounge or something. And, um... Man, we caught we caught up like we ain't we ain't talked in years or seen each other in years. So we just start catching up and we adults paying bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we just catching up. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, let me get your number, man. Like next time uh, we go out, I'm going to hit you up and we just go grab a drink or something. All right, bet. I think like two weeks passed. Hits me up. He's like, yo, come meet me. We about to, uh, I got a crew of people. We about to pregame at my house. And then we about to go out to these bars. I'm like, all right, bet. Pull up. You know, we pull up, drinking, talking, meeting, meeting people there. He was like, yeah, man, uh, you ever uh, read One Piece? And uh, I was like, nah, what's One Piece? And um, he showed me a picture of Luffy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I seen him. Because I used to watch. At the time, I was taking a break from anime. I wasn't watching anime. Dude, I was, I was fresh off like a breakup and... I was just real Drake sad boy shit at that moment. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, I seen him before. I just never stayed and watched it. You know what I'm saying? I never sat and watched it. He said, yo, just watch it. Man, I tried to watch One Piece like eight times. Couldn't get into it. And he would just get on me like, yo, just watch it. Just trust me. Just keep going. Like, all right, I forced myself through it. And then it just, it just hit with me. Mainly, it was when Luffy was, um, I forgot what, I think it was with Chopper's backstory. And that's when I was like, yo, like, why the fuck do I give a fuck about a reindeer? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Like, this is, like, I wasn't crying, but like, like dog, if I was like, really like in a, like a bad place, I probably would have bawled my eyes out watching that. And, um... I don't know, like, see, the thing about, like, depression is that you can have a thousand friends and family who are really there for you. I'm talking about, like, financially, um, making sure you're okay physically, checking up on you every day, everything. Like, you can have a thousand friends doing that for you, and depression will still make you feel like you alone. Like, you don't have nobody. Like, that's why it's so dangerous, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Like, you got people that, that'll give you the shirt off their back. But depression be like, uh, what does that matter? You know what I mean? And One Piece, for some odd reason, when I was going through what I was going through, it made me feel a part of something. Like, like One Piece made me feel that I wasn't alone. It, it was like One Piece was like my medicine or some shit. Like, it... One Piece has the ability to has the ability to make you feel like you're not alone and make you feel like you're a part of the journey. I felt like a straw hat, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it was like real like cool. Like again, like it it brought me back from like a dark place like cuz no one's no one's meant to be alone in life. Like you're not supposed to be alone no matter how bad life gets. 
nobody is supposed to be alone. And One Piece embodies that message where it's like, nah, it's all about the people that you surround yourself with. You're not supposed to be alone. You're not supposed to go through things alone. And it's, it's, I finally understand why, like, I want people, I always try to recruit people to watch it. Like, and One Piece fans are all the same. Like, you got to watch it. Because my homie just did the same thing to me. Mm. And now I'm doing that to my friends. You got to watch it. Watch this all. Trust me. A thousand episodes? I know. It sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds insane. Please, just start. Don't even trip. Don't trip off the episodes. Just start. Please, just give me that much. Like, you, like, I told you. I, Q, I, hey. I was like, Q, watch this shit. Dog, I got so inspired by One Piece, I created a mixtape about it. Like, it, it did something to me. And I was just like, yo, like, this is the most inspirational shit. And it's an anime. Like, that's what... What I was tripping out over, I'm like, yo, this is an anime, and this is so inspirational. I'm like, yo, I have to tell everybody I know to watch this. And the reason why is because One Piece makes you feel that way, because the journey is that much better when you have somebody who knows what's going on, too. And he's like, yo, did you get to that part yet? Oh, my God. And then you could talk about it. And it's like, it's crazy. And everybody has a different perspective about it, because there's so many theories in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting to talk about. When I was at DreamCon... I was waiting to get I was waiting to get into my homies uh, the Cartoon Crazy uh, panel. Shout out to Steve and Rob. It was this, this girl, never seen her, never met her. We was talking about One Piece in line. She was telling me theories about Zoro. And I'm like, yo, I never heard that theory before. It was crazy. That's a, we, we are like one big dysfunctional family. Because <laughs> a lot of One Piece fans are crazy. <laughs> but like... Dog, that's the beauty of it. Like, I'm talking to this girl in line like we knew each other for years. Years. And we could, and then we bonded over other anime after that. Like, it was just crazy. It, bro, like, it's... I would literally, at the time, when I was going through what I was going through and One Piece saved me, I would literally go to work, deal with every bullshit outside, and come home and watch, like, 10 to 20 episodes a night just locked in. I would go through so many emotions watching it, like laughter, crying, adversity, fear. Bro, I cried over a fucking boat. <laughs> I cried over a fucking boat. No, Mary. Why do I give a fuck about a boat? <laughs> That's how special... Man. Fam. It was, it was sad, though. Bro. The vo- they gave the boat a voice. <laughs> they gave the boat a voice. It's like the soul went away. Yo, I was like, are you serious right now? Again, Chopper, a reindeer. Oh, we only think of reindeer once a year. December. <laughs> I give a fuck about reindeer all year round. Nothing better happen to Chopper, my guy. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if something happens to Chopper. Bro, the, the joint where Luffy was climbing up the mountain with Nami on his back. I'm like, fam, this is deep. Like, what the fuck? What is going on right now? Robin's backstory. That's still the saddest backstory I've seen so far. I don't think nothing. It's been a lot of sad ones. Like, Laws was brutal. That was a brutal backstory. Dofies was even sad. 
Uh, who else had a sad one? Sanji's pretty bad. But that Nico Robin one was, yo, like, my goodness. It's crazy, man. And then to see, like, Ennis Lobby and Luffy on his back, beating up with the victory screams, like, you're coming with us, Robin. We're leaving together. And he's screaming, big-ass smile. The GOAT, man. The fucking GOAT, man. It's, 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 it's ridiculous, man. Like, how... How, this this story has been going on twenty plus years. <laughs> it's amazing, and it's no no reboots, no restarts. It's the same story, the no the exact same story. Dog, we get excited over bounty reveals. That's how warped in we in. We, we's like, yo, Shanks does one thing. The, the the fandom goes into a frenzy. Oh my God, Shank moved his pinky. And this is the great, and we, <laughs> people will come up with 50 theory videos. It, I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's basically like the anime version of like the Game of Thrones mixed in with like Lord of the Rings. Like it, the, the, the world building of it is so vast and, and, and so deep. For example, like if, if I'm talking to you about something, we talk about One Piece events like they actually happened in real life. So be like, yo, Q, the Paramount War, the Annie's Lobby incident, the Egghead Island incident. A lot of y'all ain't there yet. I ain't going to spoil that. But like <laughs> things like that, it sounds real. Like It sounds like really real. The Paramount War, man. Whitebeard went crazy. <laughs> you know, like I don't get that with other anime. It's kind of like it, it seems it. it it seems like it's make-believe with other anime, but One Piece is just different. It's just the lore of it. Got that heart. That heart. There it is. They got that, that heart. heart like, the, the raid on Onigashima. It, it sounds like we're reading history books. Like, when we talk about these arcs. The Water 7 incident. CP9. Like, it's... CP9 is basically like the CIA, and, like, it's just, like, the parallels of it. Like, Oda's a... That dude's a genius, man. I don't know how he does it. Like, we see the arc, uh, the agriculture in it, the history. Like, you notice, like, every time they fight, it's like some historic site. So, for example, in Skypea, he was fighting in, like, that, like, that golden city. Like, that, that seems like something real to me. Like, uh, he was fighting Crocodile in something, too. Like, and that was super historic. Like, every, every island or, like, place they go to, they always make sure to include like the history of it and like some type of like like piece of history, whether it's like like something like a statue or that huge gold ball that Luffy had attached to his hand. Like that's the history of it. Like that's just genius. Genius writing, man. It just I don't know how he does it, man. For 20 plus years, man. That's crazy. Okay, man. We didn't rank anything, right? So this is what we're going to do. To end this, I'm going to rank the gears. The peakness power rankings of the gears. And I'm going to make this quick. <laughs> so at number five, I'm going to put gear three. Gear three was just, eh. You know what I mean? Like It was just like, yo, he blew his hand up. He gets bigger. But then he shrinks to that little child size. <laughs> and I know Luffy was a kid with silver teeth. He <laughs> asked him to, 
play games on your phone every 30 seconds. <laughs> I know Luffy would have been a badass kid, which he was kind of. Stabbed himself in the face. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Gear 3 is at number 5. Number 4, I would have... Mm, well, I'm going to put Gear 4. Gear 4 at number 4. I remember watching that for the first time. I watched the Dress Rosa arc in two days. I know that seems crazy, but I called off work to watch through that shit. Like, because again, I was behind at the time, and Dress Rosa was already finished, and Whole Cake Island was already happening. So I was still catching up. And I had watched all of it in two days. And when I seen Gear 4 for the first time, I didn't get too hyped. I just thought it was like, oh, I thought it was goofy at first. It is goofy. Like I said, it's a bounce man. And his face, like the way his face was and his eyes looked, it just it looked weird. <laughs> and he had the the tribal tats with the hockey. Looked like Roman Reigns' cousin. Looked like he, <laughs> he'd be a part of the bloodline. Um, but I like the 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 setup of it because like he's basically basically manipulating like his muscular system. Like so I thought that was pretty cool. And then the drawback made sense where he can't use hockey for 10 minutes after he uses it. So I'm gonna have gear four and number four. Number three, I'm gonna put gear two. Boy, when I've seen Gear 2 for the first time, I'll never forget it. It was like 3 a.m. I was watching One Piece late. And, yo, Lucci just launched him off the island like Patrick Mahomes throwing a touchdown. And I'm like, yo, Zoro just got cooked. Everybody was getting cooked. And I was like, yo, how are they going to beat these dudes? Because at, at that point of One Piece, Luffy was kind of winning battles in a... Again, he, he wins battles all the same way, pretty much. But it was just kind of like, all right, man, he can't keep winning like this. Because I can argue he shouldn't have got past Crocodile, but that's another subject. Like, that's another subject. He low-key shouldn't, shouldn't have won. But we can debate about that after or on another, another uh, episode. But anyway, I was like, yo, how is he going to beat CP9? And, like, when I seen... Was it him versus Bluno? Dude with the horns? Cooked him. <laughs> that, that's when I was just like, yo, how is he moving this fast? He hit him with that, that combo where he like put him in the ground, stumped him, grabbed his horns, and boom! Like, oh my goodness, he's in his bag right now. Like, <laughs> like this dude is fire. And Gear 2 was crazy. I'm, I'm talking about I was wide awake at 3 a.m. rewatching it over and over. I'm like, yo, he did not just put this dude in a blender like this. And I'm like, yo, I can't wait for him versus Lucci. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to watch these episodes fast as hell, trying to get to him. I'm like, yo, I know that fight going to be crazy. And it was. That's my favorite One Piece fight. But, yeah, I'm going to have to put Gear 2 at number 3. Because I like the way he he basically took CP9's, like, tactics and methods and then used it in his own way. And then he had the blood flow, like, pumping blood through his body. Like, that. that was, that's a fire technique. So, I'm going to have that at number three. Number two, Snake Man. Again, 
I was at work when I first seen that, watching on my laptop in the break room. When he transformed, when the smoke lifted him up like the pirate Jesus he was. <laughs> and the sandals came off. That's the thing about Luffy. When them sandals coming off, he about to get in them cheeks. Like, it's, it's going to be a long night for you, or a long day. Like, when, when Luffy's sandals come off, it's a problem. He in that ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he going to get in that ass. But smoke lifting him up. Then you hear the Gear 4 music. And then I think it's hilarious that the vi- villains just watch him transform. They just, like, sit here like, like, yo, he about to whoop your ass. You need to stop this, man. <laughs> but they just watch him. Katakuri and Doflamingo was just watching this man. Just like, Doflamingo got excited. Gear 4, huh? <laughs> gear 4, I like that. But lifted him up. You can hear the Gear 4 theme music. And then... uh. They gave Luffy like this Jamaican accent. Snick man. Snick. And then you hear the, the 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 words appear on the screen with the uh the German six six uh sound effects. That was fire. Oh I screamed, what the fuck? So loud at my job. They was like, oh my god, what's going on with him? Like <laughs> Bruh, I was hyped. And then of course, number one. Come on now. Come on now. Five time. What book did he say? Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. WCW champion. Gear fifth. Not even close. Not, not even close, man. The greatest transformation of all time. It's just that, man. It's just one of them ones, man, that, again... There were overseas, they were having movie screenings for this episode in Paris, Indonesia, playing at full festivals. They got a fucking museum for this shit. It's crazy. But they want to tell me what's iconic and what's not iconic, whatever. Y'all got it, bro. Y'all got it. But all I know is this. Gear 5 is the greatest transformation I've ever seen. And I'm standing on that, man. It's just the greatest. I've never seen anything like this. Again, it's just super unique. He's not angry. He's not mad. It's not, you know, it's it's just pure-hearted fun. And it, it basically just went away from the trope of the shonen character. Or the shonen main character, I should say. And that's why I love it so much, man. All right, man, I've been talking my ass off. I'm sorry that this went too long, y'all. I wanted to kind of keep every episode at one hour, one hour, 15 minute mark. But of course, you know, DreamCon's a big thing. Gear 5's a big thing. <laughs> so I wouldn't have it any other way for any other episode. That's a fact. Benny D. Greenheart, QD Cold-Blooded, the surfer. <laughs> you know, we're drinking this whiskey. We had a good time. I'm glad y'all, I hope y'all listened to this whole episode, man. Um, episode 2, Peakness Podcast is in the books. Follow me, Benny Greenheart, on everything. You'll find me. You'll see the handsome man, and you can probably smell me through your phone. I smell like paradise. We out. Peace.